Okay, this is the first. This is the first podcast. It, dude, it's just I want you, Aaron. I want us to take the pressure off. It's just you and me, <laughs> you and me, and nobody else. And to be honest, that might be the case for a while. <laughs> It's just two friends talking. That's right. We live across the country. We don't, we both have very busy lives. And so we don't even get to talk that much on a regular basis. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't just shoot the shit regularly. I mean, dude, we lived together almost 10 years. Crazy how technology has brought us back together. Wow. Wow. Listen to your cat. Can you hear him? Oh, that, I mean, that came through for sure. Stop. You gotta stop, bro. This this is an hour he just kind of starts meowing about shit. He just wants things. He's needy. Which one is this? This is Tiny. Tiny. This You know, there's Tiny and Mel, and this is Tiny. Are they still, like, are they amicable? For the most part. What? Who was the combative one? Mel is the combative one. Uh, well, it was her domain, and then you brought some... You brought some street cat. What I mean, what would you think of that, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, she's the street cat. He had been homed for five years. Yeah, so even more so. So Mel knows. Right. She's like, I I I worked for this. Right. And you she just was... you just come from another home because well, what was the reason <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want her or something? Poor cat. You know, uh, he, um, he, well, we were looking for furniture on Craigslist. We were looking for a dresser and then there was, there was a cat pictured there and we have been talking about getting a new cat because, you know, we thought Mel would like a little companion. And so I went, checked him out and the woman giving him away, let me describe her as just not the healthiest looking person. Mm. And she even said, I'm getting a bunch of surgeries done. I have this tumor and her daughter was moving. And so they just, and they already had a bunch of animals and just, they, she just like, I got to get rid of these things. I can't take care of these, these, these animals. Um, well, my cat won't, Charlotte will not even live with another cat. It, it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be like Mel and tiny where Mel just like, they have a little cat fight and then they no like, but Charlotte will just fight to the death. I think. She'll be like, no, there's just going to be one of us standing after this. I don't know how long I have to do it, but anytime we've introduced (laughs) another animal, it's just like not good. She's um, she has rabies, right? Your cat. Yeah, she's full of them. You've been living. You've been. It's very noble of you to live with a creature that is, uh, you know, if it were to scratch or bite you could mean would mean death. We love her too much. You know, I will have to say it now that you brought it up. Um, I told you about my rabies scare, right? Maybe you did. I don't remember. It was Please more, recount. Um, when I lived in L.A., we had this mangy black cat that would come around the patio and I would feed it. And so I would like put some of Charlotte's food into the bowl. And dude, you knew this thing wasn't messing around because Charlotte, as much of a bee as Charlotte is, she would hiss like just full rage, like when this thing would come around and be standing outside the door and this thing would just stare at Charlotte. Like Charlotte was like, rawr, rawr. she was like on the window and this thing would just stare her down. Like this cat 
saw some shit, you know? Yeah, it wa- it was it wanted it was like, oh please, please. Once you're done Let's with your do this. once you're done with your theater piece, um, then we can get to business. So I went outside and I poured it a bowl of dry food and it came up and it started eating. It was like right next to me. And I was like, all right. And I went to pet it and it just like so quickly nipped my finger. Like it just like it was like a flash. And Catboys are no joke, dude. They're like Komodo dragons. Their mouths are full of germs. I know. And then I'm like, and it wasn't even bad. It was like the smallest little cut. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I started thinking about it. My mind started racing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm looking at this mangy cat. And this cat just just, just keeps eating. Like, it was like not bothered. Um, it was just like, hey, this not. is a warning shot. Like, get away. I'm eating. And meanwhile, like, I go back inside and I'm like, oh, my God, I just got bit. Like, what if this cat has any number of diseases? What if it has? And rabies was the big one that stuck out at me. Um. So the more I researched it, though, the more I found that it's incredibly rare for cats to have rabies. In fact, I don't know the statistic at the time that I was looking at it, but it was like for the last 50 years or something, the amount of like rabies cases that have been transferred by a cat has been like unbelievably low. So it made me feel better. But at the time, I was (laughs) very freaked out. But what if you were the one? I that's. That's what you when you're when you're like me, man. That's all you need. That's all you. And need when to you know. say like you, you mean you can be a bit of you can be a bit of a hypochondriac, hypochondriac sometimes. You know it. Now, Aaron, have you always been a hypochondriac? I w- I don't want to stick on this topic too long, but it just for the um, sake of. When's good? the first time you can remember being a hypochondriac? That's a good question. I've never really thought about it. Um, definitely. Don't remember it in high school. I think it would probably be in college when I started to really like smoke weed a lot. I I probably was honestly, and I was. I like, wouldn't be surprised if like that triggered like a type of paranoia that got linked to like health issues. Yeah, or like a over you know a concern about. Because sometimes when I smoke weed, dude, like people get the munchies. When I smoke, I be I become very aware of like my body and like what I put in it, and the idea of like eating like a bunch of like. You know, like munchy food, like chips and like processed shit. It's like this is just gross poison going in my body, and so I I get the same way where I'm very become very aware of like the like the delicacy of the soft machine that I am. <laughs> very soft. I mean, I'm hard. I'm I get what I'm hard too. Some I'm hard too sometimes. How often? To work out three to work out three times a week, dude. <laughs> Super hard. Then. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you, no. Were, you were saying that it around college you got all excited. Um, yeah, I think it was. I mean, maybe it was the the pot. Uh, that's how long I haven't, <laughs> that, dude. That's how long I haven't smoked. Is it even? Does anybody even call it pot anymore? Or did, or did anybody no, ever call it pot? You well, you just called it the pot. Did I say the pot? You. I'm pretty sure you said the pot. Oh shit. Well. Either way, um, I clearly haven't smoked. Well, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go down this rabbit hole, rabbit hole, but I might as well discuss the final episode that took me away from smoking or eating anything weed related was that, that Easter. fateful Easter morning. Yeah. So our dear buddy Nick had secured some uh, edibles, some chocolates 
for Easter. What were what do you think they were? The size of ice cubes? Probably smaller even. Maybe smaller. I think I only ate half. I think. I remember that morning I was, my dad, because I we didn't go back for Easter, back to Ohio, and my dad was like, oh, I'm going over to grandma and grandpa's, like, we want to FaceTime you. And I was like, yeah, sure. Thinking like, oh, I'll be able to handle it. And then I do half of this chocolate, and we were watching The Wire, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At a certain moment in the episode, I remember completely losing focus and being like, what is happening? Like, it was it was terrible. And then my mind was just racing. And Dude, you talking about it has given me, like, anxiety flashbacks. Yeah, well. To, like, times it's happened to me. Like, not that specific moment, but, I've you know, having similar moments. Yeah, then I was in, remember, because then I just went and crawled up in a ball on my bed. I said, Vin, I need you to send my dad a text because my dad was blowing up my phone. He's like, hey, grandma, grandpa, I want to see you. And I couldn't even think of a good excuse. So I just said, Vin, you have to tell him I'm too high. <laughs> and yeah. you texted him, uh, Aaron ate an edible. And, he's too, and yeah, I think he got a kick out of that afterwards. And you, having recounted the story other times, you said that I wasn't much help. Yeah, no, you were you were saying some shit that was really getting my head. But to be fair, being in that mindset that I was, I don't know what would have helped me. But I just remember you would say stuff like, "Dude, you're probably not gonna die." <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like okay, yeah, I, I can uh, say that I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been trying to like fuck with you. Like I wouldn't have been trying to like. I know you, know, you wouldn't have. Make it work. But I, I would say that I was definitely inexperienced in my ability to, like, guide. I wasn't a very, I wouldn't, I wasn't a good guide. It's okay. I survived. But I know that, I know that some people would say, like, oh, edibles and smoking, it's very different. It totally is. But even smoking at that point would trigger some, like, you know, paranoia in me. And I was just like, this isn't fun. Like, dude, in college, I could smoke every day and just be, like, happy and high and, but then with that, I was like, this isn't fun anymore. And um, that's where I had to kick it. I recently started smoking a little bit again at night, um, just like an indica, because that's the body high, helps you sleep. Because, Aaron, I was recently involved in an automobile collision. Yeah, yeah, we should uh, we should go into that, because you and I haven't really discussed. Uh I was making a slight right from, I was at a red light, and then I made a slight right. Dude, dude, dude. I want to know, like, what was the atmosphere? Was it nighttime? Come on. You're uh, a storyteller, was... dude. Sell this. Dude, can you hear that fucking cat dude, out there? Dude, go kick that cat in the fucking head. Tiny, oh, my stop, God. bro. Cut it out. Dude. By the way, I do not advocate for violence against animals. That was a joke. Stop it, buddy. Um, See, he just needs to know that he's being loved it was a it was a dark and foggy night and i remember even feeling like i don't i don't feel like riding over there it's gonna be cold it's gonna be foggy i just had this general sense of like i don't want to do this but i was looking forward to like getting a haircut it was on the eve of my 33rd birthday and so i wanted i haven't had my i haven't had this mop touched in two years so i just have all these dead ends and i just wanted a nice fresh cut to start the new year you know Mm mm-hmm By the way, I'm on a scooter, like a Vespa. I guess, I don't know if that was made clear. No, but that's very important detail. Yeah, so I'm very much exposed to the elements. Um, 
I'm almost there. I make a slight right onto this road and I must have looked down at my phone for a second. And then I remember like looking up. Then there's just the broad side of a Volvo. And I'm the speed at which like immediately my brain does all like the math. It's like car close speed fast fear <laughs> takes over death, death imminent. <laughs> like, you know, I remember this sense was like, oh boy, this is it. And <laughs> oh no, dude. It, seriously, it was like, this is it. And dude, I even remember I was like, as I was like building out the memory later, I remember telling Mary, I was like, you know, when you're outside on a bike like that, you know, you hear like the, the rumble of the engine is like a, it's like a noise bed throughout the whole trip. It's just this constant droning, like rumbling. And I remember, I remember the moment of silence. Like when I cut the engine, when I let go of the throttle for like, like a split second and then just smashing into this dude's car, like the metal and the plastic and the sound of my body. But there was like that one split second of silence that like, as I was remembering it, like I recalled it. Were you able to break or was the sound cutting off just you literally letting off the throttle? It was just letting off the throttle. And I positioned the front tire. I turned the I turned the front wheel to be left facing, so that the bike would, so that the right side of the bike would would I, I would lean the right side of the bike into the car mm-hmm. because the whole right side of my body took the brunt of the hit. So I remember hit I do I remember hitting the car, and then the next thing I know, I must have like bounced off the ground. I didn't I didn't go flying over. I I bounced off the ground. The next thing I know, I'm like. I'm standing up and I'm walking around in circles and like moving my arms and making sure that everything was working okay. Mm-hmm. Also having this like huge sense of relief that I was able to do so. And like there wasn't blood and I didn't have like a head injury. So the driver gets out and he's like, hey man, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. And then like immediately it's like, we're getting into the blame game. It's like, oh no, you know, it's like, what, what, so what happened? You know, it's not even, I don't want to say the blame game, but it's like, you know, what happened? And it's like, you're making a turn. He's like, you tried to pass me. No, I did. Why would I, I wouldn't try to pass you. I was in the turning lane. Dude, there's no turning lane. What are you talking about? Ba 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 ba. We're not getting anywhere with this. So in order to like kind of calm the situation down, we both kind of acquiesced some culpability. Where it was yeah. like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I was going too fast. And he said, maybe I shouldn't have been turning there. Mm. Okay. Moved our shit off to the side of the road. He's like, I have AAA. I'll call mine so you can get it towed back. You don't have to pay for it. That's nice. Um, that was, yeah, that was nice of him. Um, and the process really was reasonable. The, the whole next day, it's like we were texting each other, like, VIN numbers and license plates and all the information that was required. And it was... The process was not as stressful as I thought it was going to be of like dealing with the insurance company. Did you send him any like goofy emojis? Like it was like a one night stand. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally sent him some kissy lips. Oh, cute. Yeah, and he sent back an eggplant with the Whoa. drip with the drip emoji. What if he was just like, I know this is weird, bro, but then he sends like a huge dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is the only thing that, because I told him my scooter, I was like, dude, that's the only thing I have to ride. And then he sent me a dick pic and he's like, dude, you still got this to ride if you want. Uh, yeah. No, but that scooter really is my only mode of transportation. So that fucking blows. Did like anybody bystanders come up and we're like. No, dude, this town is full of fucking vultures and 
it probably looked like we had it under control. And at that, honestly, at that point, I wouldn't have wanted to deal with anybody else. One dude did drive by like way after the accident happened. Like after I was just like waiting for the tow truck. He was like, hey man, like, are, are you okay? And he made some comment about like my stature. He's like, man, you're little one too. Like, what the fuck? Like that, that I was able to like take it, you know? In spite of my size, I took like a gnarly crash. That impact should have crumpled you like a little tin ball, you weak little bitch. Well, it didn't, sir. So sorry to disappoint. Oh, and then the tow truck driver, you see, he had to get the bike up on the tow truck himself. So he showed me how to work the levers. I got to work the levers on the tow truck to help him get in and in and up it. That's fun. He was like, this one here, this one makes it go up and down. This one here makes it go back and forth. See, then it wasn't a bad night. Yeah, dude. When I was doing it, he goes, yeah, it's fun, right? And I was like, yeah, man, this is great. <laughs> but, you know, that was the first, um, I'm lucky, dude. I could, it could have been worse. And that was the first time I dealt with that. So any anytime someone started veering in a way where it made me feel, where I started feeling like I handled that in a way that was stupid. I just kept reminding myself, like, dude, that's the first time you almost died that way. So take it easy on yourself. Yeah, I hear that. Well, it would make me feel better if your next purchase was a car. But I understand if you want to go back to your little vroom vroom, your little <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know when we when we were texting about it and you were like, nah, because I, I had said, oh, man, I would love for you to get a car. And and you were like. I'll probably just get another scooter. All I thought of was Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I know. Someone did text Dumb and Dumber on the scooter, and you texted the Grinch saying, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I just, you know, it made me, for a moment, I thought, fuck you guys. Fuck all of you. Those were were mean texts to send after a a harrowing night where you almost lost your life. But... They were. They were very, very insensitive. They were very inconsiderate. But it came from a place of happiness in me that you're still around. And to be to be hurt and offended by you. Yes. I got the x-rays back today, too. I'm no fractures, nothing. I just got a good man. I'm just no sore hairline. The doctor thought it was a hairline. He's yes. He said maybe a hairline, but I'm clear. Oh, good. And your leg. Dude, I got a gnarly fucking bruise on my leg. That's like, I'll send you a picture. It's gotten like, bruises get worse, right? Before, like, is, right? Don't they start to, don't they look worse before they get better? Yeah, I think so. I'll send you another picture. It's even, it looks even worse now. Oh, great. Which I think is because the in the first couple days where the bruises, it didn't hurt so much. It was like, I'm like, this is fucking nothing. All the pain is over here. But I think as I've like relied on my left leg because I've just kind of had to as I've relied on that leg I'm wondering I'm hoping I'm not like doing more damage you know it's like I'm wondering like fuck maybe it's I'm not like giving it a chance to heal Mm -hmm. and but so I just gotta ice it and just stay off it as much as I can yeah that makes sense well I'm happy that you're still with us me too with that I think maybe we call it this is good this was nice yeah, I think it went well. I think uh, I enjoyed myself. Me too. Good. That's I'm, and I apologize, dude. If you you're gonna listen to this back and just hear my cat in the background throughout the whole thing and be like, oh, that's, oh God, Vinny, you gotta shut that thing up. Yeah, I hope everybody knows that we 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 did spend some time earlier today doing tests and we made sure that all our mics were good and the the uh, gain was good and. And uh, the one thing we didn't account for, I guess, is your fucking, 
your asshole cat. You, you, you know, it's like you get on a set and then all of a sudden there's all these like sounds you weren't aware of before. It's like, oh, there's a road right there. Like there's that. And then you start hearing all this noise and you're like, you know, I didn't even think about that. Mm-mm, yeah. And, and he's just one of those. Like, I didn't even think like, by the way, dude, around this time is when he starts meowing at nothing for an hour. <laughs> like, listen, like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Anyway. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, it was good talking to you tonight. And uh, likewise, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Sounds like a plan. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's phone calls.